WNT9 Talk Radio. I'm your host, King Henry, and we are back again with a very, very special interview today. We have a great musician by the name of Patrick J. Donovan. Yeah, turn that music down so we can uh, talk to the great Patrick Donovan. Are you on the line? Yes, I am, Henry. How's it going? How's it going to all the people in the audience? Hope you're all having a great day. And stay blessed while you're there. Absolutely. Uh, same to you. Uh, I looked forward to the, having this interview with you um, in our prep. Uh, of course, you just, you know, I guess you can't help but to uh, express um, some of that wisdom, man, it was just starting to pour out. I said, let's get into this interview real quick, man, um, so that the listeners can hear, you know, exactly what it is that you have to share. Now, in in all fairness, I, I've known you for a very, you know, I've had the opportunity to, to, to uh, meet you when I was a young one, very young, man, and um, it was in a period of time where uh, music was being, you know, organized by individuals that, and it was called a band, <laughs> you know, for those who may may not understand what a band is. From my perspective, I grew up seeing people come together with instruments and actually stand in my living room and my mother's living room and, uh, you know, uh, put together some sounds. And, you know, we grew up like that and, I remember I seeing seeing you with the guitar in your hand. So my first question to you is, first of all, where did you get that inspiration to uh, be attracted to a guitar? Well, I, I think it was just divine intervention, man. My my brother, Kevin, who's about a year and a half older than me, so he got a guitar for Christmas. All right. I was, I guess, 11, 10, 10 or 11, and... He got this this guitar, and I got whatever I got, but I I instantly became enthralled with the instrument. And every chance I got, if he was out outside playing with his friends, I was touching his guitar <laughs> and getting caught a lot. And he used to dog me because you know the older brother always got to dog the the younger brother. Right. But I just kept on doing it, and uh, as he was learning, I was watching, and so it was just. You know, if that never happened, I don't know if I would ever realize I had any potential in the uh, study of music. So wow. It's, just, it's like that, man. Wow. So um, were you self-taught? or? Oh, yeah. For many years, I was wandering in the wilderness. <laughs> um, my brother learned a few few things that I didn't. He, I kind of forced him to show me because he really didn't want to show me <laughs> he wanted to keep his uh his hierarchical uh level right, right. <laughs> but uh so once once he he let go and i just kept making sounds and eventually uh my my brother's friend my brothers are like 16 years older than me so you know that's another generation one guy came over and showed me some things and i just kept doing that keep doing it and 
I don't know, I just started putting together little things. And um, to make a long story short, when I was about 16, I met a guy in, in school, Jimmy, Jimmy Trapato. He played bass and his brother was the best guitar player in town. And uh, he goes, man, you got to come over to my house, man. And then once I saw this cat play, I, I wanted to crawl back into a hole because mm. he he was everything to me. Mm. And uh, our friendship just became strong and he he showed me the way. And uh, it started me on my path and I'm still on that path today. I have my books out this morning studying, you know, I study jazz. I don't play it, but it's the best way to learn an instrument because it's so hard, but it makes you do the work that, you know, it takes to, to progress. Mm. So how, how long have you been playing altogether? Well, if <laughs> at my, my present age, I'd say 50 years touching the guitar, let's say, but wow. you know, really, really playing. I guess when I was 16 or 17, I started to show some, some qualities, you know, according to folks that remember those days. So it's a nice piece of time. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, do you remember that first group? Or a band that you actually uh, played in? Well, you know, um, a freshman in high school, you know, I was really into, you know, heavy rock. It was really considered blues rock because all the musicians I liked were influenced by the Mississippi Delta blues and Muddy Waters and, and like Eric Clapton and Cream, his his band. They were all about the history of uh, the South and uh Delta Blue. So we, we were doing some, I got together with some guys, including Jimmy, the bass player from high school. Right. And uh, we put some stuff together and we had an, a singer who was like 10 years older than us. He was 26. And we played at my high school and it was my first, uh, first step out into the stage, you know, and it was called the Wings of Gabriel. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a heavy name, man. Yeah, man, you know, Archangel, I don't know, just happened to be, be one of those things. It was short-lived, but it was it was the, you know, baptism by fire, because I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be, you know, having, yeah, having uh, you know, that level of, uh, first of all, that respect that you had, uh, you know, for your, your uh, peers and, and, you know, the guys that you uh, got with. Your first uh, big, well, let me ask you first. When you said uh, school, what did you go to? What school did you go to? I went to Passaic High School. Okay. Passaic, New okay. Jersey. All right, man. Yeah. Passaic, New Jersey. Back okay. in the 70s. Okay. Are you born and raised in Passaic? Uh, absolutely, yes. Wow. Okay. Passaic native, y'all. <laughs> you know, that's what's up, man. Um, now, let me ask you this. In regards to a record, an actual record down the stretch, did you find yourself recording any records at all? Well, um, this this goes back to the next bunch of friends in my in my circle. Uh, my friend Andrew Hinton is a great sax player. He primarily really loves jazz and soul. And him and our friend David Cole from CNC Music Factory fame, mm. they were you know had a little band and. Uh, they were kind of making making records, you know, kind of writing songs. And I played on this one song they had for an artist of theirs. It was called Keep It Warm Because I Like It Hot. And that was the first time I, I recorded anything. And it 
and actually someone used it on Star Search. Wow. One one time during those days. That's going back for you youngsters. That was the American Idol of its day. Right, right, right. <laughs> and uh yeah, man, uh, that was the first and but then when I convinced David David Cole and Robert Clavillis from CNC that, you know, I had something to offer, um, I found found a way to get them to to put me in their group and the brat pack was born. Wow. And, and we had a we had a, a respectable run, as they say, and our second record went top forty. Wow. And the, the dream was pretty much fulfilled as far as like you know, I always wanted to be a professional singer or you know, everyone wants to be a star. But right, right. I I I, I signed on a dotted line and I had a record contract with a major label and it was uh, quite something and I but the thing was I think a lot of my friends and family were even more excited than I was. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the expectation, though. I mean, it, it happens like that. What label were you on? Uh, we were on uh, A&M Records, which was ah. the biggest independent label in the in the music world. Uh, Herb Alpert, the great jazz trumpeter, and uh, Jerry Moss, that was their record company. They had Major, major artists like uh, The Carpenters, The Police. Janet Jackson was also mm -hmm. on the record label as well. Right. And uh, we got a chance to see her live. It was cool. But um, it is now Universal uh, Records. Yeah, Universal. So Universal you, you all um, traveled and uh, toured, correct? Yeah, we extensively throughout the United States and England and Scotland a few times. Wow. It was quite a quite a trip. <laughs> so let me ask you, you know, being being uh, you know, a musician. So you went in as a musician slash songwriter. Well, you know, uh, songwriting. I have I have a little modest catalog of songs. Uh, one of them was on the album, and um, you know, I, I was a guitar player. I you know, all my life I was I wanted to make it as a guitar player, but I could sing also, and I I really earnestly developed myself by. Um, singing all the time, and and because I had a, a guitar in my arm, I had a a musical reference as far as you know pitch and notes, and you know when you're playing, you have that musical instrument come inside your body because you hold it in your arms, you know. Right. It helps you, you know, shoot for the right note in the right way, you know. So how, how did you stay so humble, man? I mean, being, you know, in a, in a, a major platform and, and, you know, having hit records, how did you, what humbled you? Well, <laughs> humble, uh, you know, I don't know what's humble, but <laughs> I'm a Leo. Uh, we are a mess in, in many ways, but, you know, we have a lot of confidence, I think. <laughs> and, right. you know, uh, I, I grew up very modest, man. You know, we were, we lived second ward. And, um, you know, we never had a house. I just, you know, I, I learned through my parents and their teachings to appreciate what you got mm. and, you know, feel good for anyone else who has more, but you don't, no need to, you know, to feel, you know, angry or at your station in life. So I, I know I just, that was, I'm like my mom. She, she was a sweet lady. I have right. her personality and it, it's done me well all through my life. Yeah. You know, um, I've always known you to be liked by everybody. That's not such a popular uh, position to, um, I'm sure you've had some that 
may have frowned for whatever reason, but uh, that's 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 natural. But for me, when looking at you, it's always been you know you've always been a people's person. Well, that's, that's nice of you to say, man. I um I, I guess uh, you know I was grounded in you know my religion. You know we're we're Catholic, and I'm not you know what they call devout, but you know the the Bible to me and and the rules in the Ten Commandments are quite uh, appropriate. You know, right. You, you know, don't don't try to get someone in trouble. You know, love love everyone as yourself. And I just I'm one of those open people. Like not everybody is. You know, my my brothers are nice guys, but we're all different. We're under the same roof. Uh, my other brothers are a little more you know quieter. Right. I'm I'm the outgoing one. You know, and my mom was that way. She can walk into an elevator, and by the time it goes to the floor, she's talking to the person next to her. You know. Mm. So I, I I was lucky that I had that ability because it, you know, it opened me up to so many different kinds of friends. Right, right, right. Of every strata and every, you know, persuasion you can imagine. And, you know, some people just like people, man. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad you uh, actually expressed that. I, um, I, I was really wanting to know where did that come from? Um, not many people uh, possess that. And I've noticed those who do have that they find peace in, in their lives, regardless of really what's going on on the outside. They, they, uh, they have a sense of security. I always look at it, you know, as like, uh, you know, they, some people say some others are touched by angels. I always say people who have that characteristic have an angel in them, you know, and you just confirmed it for me because you said, you know, the example, like with moms being, you know, if she's in the elevator, by the time they, you know, get to the stop, they, they might become friends, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's a great power and awesome, uh, you know, personality to have. You definitely have it. And that's what I meant by, by humble, you know, being, <laughs> oh, being humble. Yeah. It's, it's seen, it's definitely seen. Um, you know, my, uh, very best friend, uh, James Fairfax from Patterson. I met, I met this guy on a bus coming back from New York city and we've been friends for 34 35 years mm. and it was just i knew by the time we got back when i got dropped off in the i said this guy could be my friend and it's god couldn't have been kinder to me with him you know wow you say 30 33 years uh, 34 35 wow and he watched and the thing is he watched me you know i was all about you know studying the martial arts which is where i was when i was coming home from new york city and uh, my musical aspirations, you know, he watched, he met me and, and that was my focus. And he watched it happen for me and it, and it bugged him out later on. He says, you know, you have no, no idea how much you inspired me because I remember mm. when you were saying that you were going to do this right. and then you did it. And I was like, I guess I was just uh, uh, stupid enough to think it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, people say, oh, man, that, that business is hard. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah it, it might be hard, but, you know, I got I got something. Right. And uh, I, I guess it was just, you know, I, I believe one of the great things I've heard in, uh, you know, wisdom, like quotes, uh, you can succeed in something for which you have unlimited enthusiasm. You may not get to the tippy top, but you can get as far, you know, reach for the sky kind of thing, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. I remember you in my younger days uh, seeing you wearing a black, what I refer to as a black kung fu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, man. I remember that very well. 
You know. And I bet Eddie Murphy would probably remember when I met him and I was wearing it. <laughs> uh, did you remember Larry Johnson? He, he works for Eddie. Wow. Okay. From Passaic. And, and Eddie was, um, Eddie was dating a girl from Passaic and he met Larry and he automatically put Larry in his, uh, you know, made him one of his boys. And I, I was going to check out my friend Ronald at his, where he was staying and Larry's mom lived next door. And I'm, I'm standing there in my Kung Fu uniform, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was yesterday. And Mercedes pulls up, Larry gets out, goes, Hey Pat, what's up? I'm like, all right. And then this little guy walks out and it's Eddie. And I'm like, Hey man, he goes, Hey, how are you? <laughs> and that was just, that was just funny. You said that because that reminded me of. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, you know, I always associated that with the obvious, you know, uh, he's, uh, you know, practicing and studying the arts. Um, I used to see you do a couple of moves, you know, you know, in between just having a little fun and, and playing music. Um, so what actually did you uh, uh, study? Um, I studied, well, when I was, I grew up at the YMCA in Passaic and, uh, you know, swimming and all that. And, I, and one day I saw this trampoline in this room. And on the, the room's window, it said judo lessons, Thursdays, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. And so I wanted to work with the trampoline. So I asked my father, I said, Dad, can I join the judo class? And he said, okay. So I, that, that's how that happened. I started there. I, I, I was very young, you know, a young teen, maybe 13. And uh, as a matter of fact, when I got after my lessons, I'd come home Kung Fu, the series, the original series with David Carradine was on TV. So, of course, I was going to watch that. And uh, I never would have thought that I'd make Kung Fu, Chinese Kung Fu, a part of my life. But it coincidentally happened that way. Mm. And then I studied some karate with a great teacher, Roger Warhan, who had a school in Passaic. And we've been friends ever since. He's a mentor of mine. He's got me by 10 years. and, And we've another true friend that you know these people are priceless in life man you have a real friend you've got you're over um but what really happened when i started i started to um take music lessons in bloomfield new jersey at a really great music store um my another uh friend from school she said you know you gotta meet my brother tommy he he's he's a really good drummer and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I'm always down for meeting more musicians. So right. I saw Tommy play in his basement, and I'm like, this is the greatest drummer I ever seen. Wow, this kid has got discipline. He was doing things to me that were just amazing, and he's still a great drummer today. And he goes, well, if you want to play guitar like I play drums, go here in Bloomfield. So to also make a long story short, there were some guys that were students at a drum teacher. And while I was waiting to do my lesson, I was I was playing a little little uh, George Duke Billy Cobham music on my guitar, and the guy goes, "Hey, play that again." The guy I was walking in, I, he goes, "Hey man, uh, I'm Mark. What's your name?" I said, "Pat." He goes, "Man, that was really good." And this guy Mark Soul happened to be uh, a student at uh, Grandmaster Alan Lee's Kung Fu Wusu Temple in downtown Newark. Mm. <laughs> So you know what happened then. <laughs> he brought me over, and nice. I joined, and that's where I got my true uh, kung fu foundation. And it was one of the hardest 
things I ever attempted to do. I thought playing guitar was difficult, mm. but it 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 started me, and I think it was probably my salvation. Mm. There's some rough guys in that school. Wow. Do you still practice to this day? Oh yeah, I do, and I have a couple of friends that you know. Before COVID happened, we would get together, and my specialty uh, is is joint locking, grabbing, controlling techniques. In 1984, my my buddies, you know, we would go over to New York City and watch kung fu movies on 42nd Street, right? Like like the Wu Tang Clan did, <laughs> and we were all fans of the same the same movies and and stuff. And um, after we saw these this triple feature my friend michael says listen man let's go to the eagle claw school i'm like eagle claw there's an eagle claw school in new york yeah man 34th street so we went we watched the class and that was it that was 1984 i was 26 and we all made a pact to join and i joined the next month wow stayed right up until i got my uh, record deal i knew i had to get my 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 training in before i hit the hit the stage and, and screen. <laughs> right, right, right. When, when, uh, you got into the band with, you played in a band with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she had some experiences on it. How did that transpire? How did, how did all of that happen? Well, uh, my, my friend who pointed the way to me, Larry Chapato, he was playing with, with the band. He was their guitar player and, you know, he was supremely overqualified, to play the funk because he, he can do anything. So once I started to really get better, he goes to me, listen, man, I'm going to have to leave the band and you could take my place. I'm like, are you serious? Mm. He goes, yeah, man, they're really good. And uh, you, you could do it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So he uh, they had already introduced me to Earth, Wind & Fire and a lot of other things because wow. um, Larry and Jimmy, their older brother, Johnny was a DJ and he had all the records. So I go to the house and say, here, this is, this is Al Jarreau. This is Pat Metheny. This is Graham Central Station. I'm like, mm. this is, you know, I'm used to listening <laughs> to Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and uh, right. Black Sabbath, right. ACDC. And all of a sudden this music just, I was like, wow. So I started listening to WWRL. <laughs> Mm. to try to pick up you know what what the scene was popular wise you know right because everybody i knew you know from downtown <laughs> listened to wwrl and and I, I started listening to larry graham graham central station slave at the time wow. and i'm like this is, I, I could do this and i just i went there with my guitar in this little basement on and i saw these brothers i was like i'm here and they accepted me with open arms and and I just I was 16 years old. They were like 23 and uh, they looked out for me and they um, they taught me a lot. Mm. And your mom, of course, was like like the big sister I never had. Right. So, you know, they and I had other mentors also in the community. Um, the Friends of Finesse was a major band. Right. And uh, Jerry Simpson and Jimmy Davis and those guys were very, very welcoming as well so i would you know i would if i wasn't playing or doing anything i would go to a vfw and watch the friends of finesse play right (laughs) and they would let me you know come on stage and you know hang out and uh i was just immersing myself in you know funk and soul and you know i learned about all the great 70s groups and 
it was it was it was an interesting time and you know what it was just the normal thing because where i grew up we had every nationality on on the block right colombians we had jewish guys we had polish black and we just all you know we played together and and the funny thing was unlike today we had you know we had one radio station pretty much abc Mm-hmm. And we all, it was our music, you know, it was like when the Temptations came on, it wasn't like, oh, it's black group. No, right. that was our music. Right. We loved that stuff, you right. know, exactly. and there was no differentiation. I think it was a, it was an innocent time, even though we're talking about the 60s. And I, you know, I lived through the riots as well in Passaic and, uh, mm. you know, after Dr. King. And, uh, but, you know, I, I just took, you know, my parents told me take people, you know, at face value. Right. And when they, you know, if they're good people, you, you want to be around those people. If they're right. not good people, you know, take, you know, take a walk. <laughs> but that's, they were very sweet that way. They were very, you know, very giving people, you know, to the community. They did a lot of charity work, mm. but it was just, you know, I was kind of a soft white, white young man. <laughs> and uh, if it was, if I wasn't cool, I, I, I wouldn't have really made it out, man. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of the tough guys in the neighborhood liked me, so you know they looked out for me when dudes <laughs> were trying to mess. You were like the youngest in the in the band, correct? Oh, yeah, by by much many years. Yeah, so I I think they were amazed just you know by that alone. Like this young kid is he's just doing his thing and he's really trying to you know uh, hang in there with us. You know we adults and you know this kid is is uh. You know, you for me, I didn't see any other kids, you know, taking that interest like that. Mm. And that and was the, powerful. <laughs> the good thing is that I could sing also. So that that automatically gets you into a band, you know, <laughs> right. a little easier, you know. Right. Right, right. Um, you know, I'm glad you brought up the singing. Um, I am a fan of yours on uh Facebook. I noticed you and your wife have been um from time to time, you bless everybody with, with a little something. You just recently did a piece. I think it was for Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> My wife uh, says, we got to do something for Valentine's Day. And, you know, how did, I'm how like, did, okay. How did y'all get that, that, that? I mean, you two connect very, very well musically. How did that happen? Well, my friend, it is it is the story of stories. Um, when I was When I was about... 18, 19, one of my good friends who's no longer with us, he said, listen, man, I'm going to meet my girlfriend and I want you to come with me. She has, you know, her friend, you know, kind of set me up with someone. I'm like, okay. And uh, we go to McDonald's beach, which is, which is an artificial beach in, uh, up on route 23 in uh, Wayne, New Jersey. And back in the day, it was a spot, you know, instead of driving two hours down the shore, you take, you know, 25 minutes and you can, you know, go right. swimming. Right. So, um, so we met them and this beautiful girl was there and she's like three years younger than me. So we just had, we had a nice time and, uh, you know, I was quite enthralled with her at the time. And, uh, we eventually, um, you know, we, we, we went on our, we're our merry way, and then uh, one day, I'm driving my car, and I see her, and I beat the horn, and I'm yelling <laughs> her name, but it it was a fake name, 
She gave me a fake oh, name. Oh my goodness, man. So she wasn't turning around. I kept beeping <laughs> and she turned and she was like, Oh sweat. Who is this guy? She had no idea that, you know, she'd run into me. Mm. So we had a little little uh, summer romance. She, she had broken up with her main boyfriend at the time. So um after that nice summer thing, I was, you know, I was going on to my to my goals, you know, being a musician and being a martial artist. And I, we lost, you know, that connection. And she eventually got married and uh, we ran into each other. And uh, 40 years later, I run into her again. I actually ran into her brother and we were playing outdoors at a car show and I asked about her and uh, I said, how's your sister? Oh, she's good, man. And I said, Hey, are you on Facebook? Here's my info. And he immediately called her and said, Dalma, here's, here's the number, right? Here's the name. Good luck. <laughs> mm. And, and we've been married for four years and it's been beautiful. And she's, she's musical. We have tons of, uh, you know, she could dance. <laughs> We got tons wow. of compatibility, you know. Wow. I, when I used to go to the to the parties at the VFW and stuff, you know, guys you gr- would grab a girl and say, "Here, dance with Pat." Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know, looking out for me once again, and uh, you know, it it was cool. And, and uh, she comes from a musical family. Her 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 uncle was a a Latin band leader. You know, he's a timbali player and. Uh, you know, in the big leagues. And she just always had this voice, man. She didn't even practice, which kills wow. me. Because I had to develop uh, myself, you know? Yeah. You know, so, singing so, in church didn't get me too far, you know? <laughs> I had to work well, at it. <laughs> yeah, many of us. <laughs> right. Um, so you, you you guys just have this natural, uh, you know, uh, um, chemistry. You know what? It's... You know, God was blessed. You know, blessed us with uh, each other, man. I, I, I got married at age fifty-eight, and I'd never been close to married. I mean, I had girlfriends that that were beautiful people, and uh, but I never was moved to say this is the one. Right. And better late than never. I'm, I'm a. <laughs> I always was a. Uh, what's the what's the word? A late bloomer. <laughs> mm. Any of us are, though, you know. Well, you know, it, it. You know, I had a philosophy when I was coming up. You know, marriage is not the the American dream. You know, mm. I had my own dreams, and you know, I I think I was glad, and she's glad that I went and did all what I had to do. Because if if we would have stayed together when we were young, I never none of this would have happened. Right. Her beautiful kids never would have been born. You know, so it was. Was the, it was the plan by the man upstairs, you know? Right, right. Um, and we actually have this uh, recording, and if you don't mind, I would love to play it for those. Oh, who, sure. Yeah, we Let's, we threw it together, folks. You know, yeah. it was just on the cuff. Yeah, sitting right there. Uh, you know, um, I guess in the living room. Um, That's on right. You know, very beautiful. You know, I wouldn't even play it if I didn't think so. Uh, Very, very uh, beautiful. Check this out, yo. (laughs) 
just a guitar and some voices man through man. a phone <laughs> man. nothing professional 
Man, oh man. Um, you know, uh, that thing, I don't know what it is, but that thing that is just, um, I identify with it as a, a as a form of love, you know, a, a divine spirit that, uh, you know, a singer, a musician may or may not have. And um, you two have that thing. And that's really what uh, compelled me, you know, about you two when you, when you get to singing. Um, and I would really, really encourage you to continue to do what you do. Sometimes I might not be having a great day and then I pop on and see your video, man. And it, it, it does absolutely, you know, get me to where I need to be and remind me of the things that matters most. So never underestimate the power that's uh, going. I mean, while you're sitting there having fun on the sofa, it is just highly inspiration, man. So, uh, um, again, I just want to thank both of y'all, man, for, uh, for doing that. Hey, thanks, man. You know, it started uh, when the pandemic hit. She, my wife, again, uh, said, you know, we ought to sing a song, you know, because stuff is going down here. And we we did the first one, and I think we had like, I don't know if it's 400 people saw it. And uh, people were flooding my you know, my comments, you know, wow, we really need to hear that. Blah, right. blah. It yeah. was um, a song by Winona. Now, can I remember the name of the song? See, on, on, on YouTube, you got to be careful not to put the song name because, you know, right. copyright. So right. I just put, you know, a song for for the time or whatever. Right. But she she really she threw down hard on that one. I was like, damn. And everyone was like, damn, I didn't know she could sing like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, man, I, I love listening to my wife sing. And she's, she's not a, you know, someone who would go out and, you know, do it in public, you know, see, I'm a show off, <laughs> but she's not. <laughs> That's a Leo in me, you know, she didn't seem like she tried too hard. She just no, them notes, that's man, the, just that's coming the out crazy of her. Thing. She's just a natch. Yeah, yeah. That's really uh, what's powerful about it. You know, just just watching. I definitely would think that um, if I didn't see the visual, I would think that this person is you know down to the floor, like trying to you know get yeah. them notes out. But she just sitting there all calm and. Boy, it's oh not boy. it's not so easy to sing sitting down. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know, an, another thing I wanted to mention, um, in my research, I came across a video, and too bad this video doesn't give a lot of details. Um, you sang somewhere, I don't know where you were, but you sang somewhere and the song was um it was in Spanish, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, I I always loved salsa, and when I was in high school, you know, I have Latin friends, I had black friends, a white friend, you know, the whole thing. And these guys were they they dug me, and I'd hang out with them, and they played this music, and I'm like, damn, I loved the bass in that that song. So, oh, man, this is Eddie Palmieri, this mm. is Hector Lavoe, and my friend German Arroyo made me a cassette 
of Bobby Valentin. He's he's a great bass player from Puerto Rico, and he he's written and conducted some of the great bands. And uh, so I practiced because I spoke Spanish. You know, I took it in high school, and being uh, half Portuguese. My mother never really taught me, so I figured I should be speaking a foreign language. So I took up Spanish, and I really loved it. And I started practicing these songs and learning them. And uh, so Frankie Ruiz is one of the great artists of the Romantic Salsa era of the 70s. And he's from Patterson, New Jersey. Wow. And he was one of the biggest. And he's my age. Got unfortunately, God took him from us uh, at an early age, but his his thing was so cool. So I, you know, I'd be in the show off. I started. My friend, my friend had a karaoke thing. He goes, come on, you can sing. Come sing some stuff. You want to sing English? I got English music. I said, well, what do you got in, in Spanish? So I started downloading these songs mm. and practice them earnestly. You know, practice them earnestly, and I really really got it together and uh, I started singing them and that's how my wife and I had our real first unofficial date I told her I was singing at this uh, little club called Pericos and uh, in Clifton and she goes listen I'll get a girls night out I'll bring my sister-in-law and my wow. cousins and they all came down and we sang a duet we did always by was it Atlantic Star and she blew my mind man because mm. you know I was like, wow, she's going to sing with me. I hope she can do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, she, she sang better than me. <laughs> Harmony and everything. Wow, and, man. And then, then I started singing the Latin stuff, and we danced salsa because I, I was learning it also. And it just blossomed from there. But, uh, yeah, that, it, it's it's a cool thing. It's it's just an, It was just like an accomplishment, a little goal of mine. You know, you got to right. have goals in life. Right. Right. You know, if you want to stay where you are, hey, God bless. But the music moved me, and that's how my life has been. That is definitely a, bl a blessing, man. To uh, you know, to to uh, have her in your life uh, at this <laughs> yeah. particular time. Um, when was it that you realized? Because I'm sure you you found yourself in some challenging situations throughout your life when was it real when was it that you realized that uh i guess you know the most high had you in its plans well um i did have some issues you know when i was like 17 i i had some like severe depression you know my my brothers have been successful you know much older and on their way married and i was still trying to become a musician and and all that and uh turns out that uh you know i i, I kind of contemplated suicide and you know through you know my mother's prayers and stuff i i found a, a way through and you know once i realized that you know, life is not what I think it is. There's always, you know, redemption and, you know, my time may not be now. And you have to have faith. And um, I got through it and uh, I just pushed on. And luckily I had that, like, 
you know, confidence. And, you know, I was a good guitar player and I had the Kung Fu and it kind of helped me uh, get my life back on track. And, uh, and then I got my body in shape again. Mm. And that sort of helped my mind get together, you know? Mm. Wow. So, so having a healthy body, uh, it really, you really felt that? I mean, and, and yeah, I, I felt that my mind was able to, I was, you know, it was kind of like I got myself in, under control physically and my, my mental faculties sort of cleared up. I don't know. I, I think that, you know, cause you hate yourself when you're not, you know, if, if you're overweight and you're not, mm. you know, it could really be a, a negative on your, your perception of yourself and life is a self image. I mean, what, what's the image you have of yourself? Wow. You know, am I blessed by, you know, am I a unique child of God or am I just, you know, someone just going through the motions, you know? Wow. That's powerful. That is yeah. very, very powerful. Um, in regards to you and uh, your wonderful wife, are you guys putting, do you have any plans as far as putting a, uh, you know, a, a record out or? Uh, you know what? We, we might, you never know. Um, it's not something that, you know, we would do. It's fun to do it on Facebook and, yeah. you know, on YouTube, as long as they'll let us do it. <laughs> right. And uh, if we do it for fun, man, we're not interested in, she's definitely not interested in uh, too much uh, exposure like that, but she likes to do it for our friends. Right. And, Right. And family and anyone who can get something out of it. Right. Definitely, uh, definitely powerful, man. And, uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to uh, have a, a hour of your time today. And um, you, you've really given a whole lot. I appreciate you, man. Um, for those who would like to tune in and, and uh, stay in touch with you, you're on uh, YouTube as well, correct? Uh yeah, yeah. Well, we just we have a, I put a couple of the videos up there, and um, our the Brat Pack video from 1990 is is out there, and some other remixes from the album, and we're on you know uh, all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and it's 1990. Me and a great guy named Ray Red Ray Fraser. He's uh he's out in uh, Portland. He's got records, and uh, he's got a great YouTube channel. Definitely got to check him out. His dad is a uh, great Reverend Fraser from uh, Mount Ararat Baptist Church in Rutherford, and uh, he's a super talented cat. Along along with his brother David, who's played with every conceivable artist. I just always been lucky to find these great guys, man, to yeah. play with. Yeah. Definitely, um, and, and and again, humble, very humble, man. You're very, very humble. Uh, normally, people I interview don't say another word about another person. <laughs> so, again, there's that quality, man. Thank mom, man. Keep thanking mom. That is a beautiful yeah. thing. Beautiful thing. We are live talking to the great musician and singer, Patrick J., Donovan, thank you so much, brother, for uh, giving us some time today, man. I am very, very happy with uh, this conversation today. Well, thank you, Henry. I appreciate your listeners and everybody out there. Please do your best to uh, stay safe. Call your mom, especially. That's the thing you got to do.
So if you have one, know that you're blessed, you know? Some of us don't have them, but they're with us forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks again, man. Um, Hold on one second. Do not hang up. All right. WNT9 Talk Radio. We had a very, very good time today with the great musician and singer Patrick J. Donovan. Great time. Great time. Keep listening to him on Facebook, YouTube. Great guy. Peace.